Now it's time for Inspirational Women and my guest, Sharky Zartman, who is all about health and fitness and aging well. She wraps all this up in a great new book, Win at Aging, How to Stay Fit, Free, and Love Your Retirement. And Sharky joins us now. Sharky Zartman, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us today. Well, good morning, Kate. I'm happy to be here. And, you know, this is just a great way to begin a morning, to begin a fresh new day when we think about starting it off with uh, enthusiasm. And you're sounding so super enthusiastic this morning. Yes. Well, you know, I mean, it's a beautiful day and I love getting up early and getting an early start. (laughs) And the fact that we're going to be talking about your new book, Win at Aging, the fact that we are up and ready to get going and uh, thinking about winning, that really adds a, a little bit more of the the fuel to it, right? Right. I, everyone loves to win, right? <laughs> so. Yeah, it's, it's kind of in our nature, it seems. I, I, I have to win. It's really hard to, to take losses. The thing that I really love about this book, many things, but one of them is simply the title, Win at Aging. So, I mean, there's the idea of, yes, I'm going to 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 really conquer this in a way, but there's that the whole metaphor of looking at it as a sport and that kind of win. I am really going to win this thing. Right, right. Well, I am a former athlete and coach, so I have done this all my life, focused on winning and training. And you have, as an athlete, you have ups and downs, but you never give up. And so I thought, gosh, this is a great metaphor for the challenges that people deal with aging because they work for all the attributes that athletes have that they end up developing as a as a way of playing their sports. These are things that we can use later in life and they work and because we want to stay happy and healthy no matter what our age. Too often we have people that just hit a certain milestone and go, oh, that's it for me. And when my daughter did this when she was 40, I was so shocked because she has a great life. She goes, mom, I'm 40. And I went, oh, my gosh, what is wrong with you? (laughs) It's just a number. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But some people. Yeah. Some people really take those numbers so so seriously, you know, I, I do have to share with you then at this point how at some point in my life, I remember reading or someone said, how old would you be if you didn't know how old you are? I love that statement. Isn't I it? love that. Yeah. And it's true. It's true. Yes. As a college professor, I see a lot of students who act a lot older than people that I know in their 60s, 70s, and 80s. <laughs> <laughs> And and it's true. I think we probably all know people like that who numerically uh, really are, have a, a low number, but just act like they're maybe three times that age. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that a lot of our beliefs, paradigms in our society are aging is an inevitable period of decline. And You know, so I wanted to change that mindset and say, yes, well, it is a challenge, but it's also an opportunity to maybe finally do the things that we want to do. And it's a privilege. We're the lucky ones. Exactly. 
And I think you also touch on it in your book, and we'll probably talk about it too, is how, you know, having that attitude of what aging is, if it's not such a nice picture, it can be a self-fulfilling prophecy. And it can also have that mind-body effect because we're a bunch of physical cells, and if our mind is negative, it actually affects our physical body. And we see this happening all the time, people complaining, people moaning and groaning about every little thing or their age, and it's like their body's listening to their mind think, we got to clean up our heads. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And in fact, you devote a chapter to our brain taking good care of it. And part of the health part of our brain is our thinking. So mm-hmm. it's so critical. Right, right. And it doesn't take much to flip a switch in our brain to go from looking at everything that's negative. And there's a lot a lot of negative things around today, as we all know. But flipping that switch to instead what is positive and not so much what can't I do because of everything, you know, being held back right now, but what can I do? So we're becoming a little bit more creative. Those of us that want to stay healthy, we're not just, you know, exercising because the gym's not open, right? (laughs) We're finding other ways. So that's part of winning. Is that creativity and flexibility and always, you know, looking for that glass? It's half full. Mm -hmm. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So in this book, really succinct, Win at Aging, How to Stay Fit, Free, and Love Your Retirement, here there are these guiding principles as to how we can go about it based on the sports analogy, the the metaphor, and you guide us so well because you take us through all the different steps. I didn't even think of all these steps, but it's really good because we can focus on different areas. But overall, you have a holistic training principle. Right. And the reason why I did a holistic approach is I am a health professor, and so I do have to teach the, um, you know, the holistic model to my students because we're not just a body, a physical body. And so I tried to bring in the holistic ideas into these um, aging strategies. And I think it's, it's helpful because, you know, we're not just one part of the spectrum. We're not just a physical body. And so um, that, especially that mind body connection and also the social connection, which I think is really important these days because if we hang out with a bunch of people that are complaining and moaning or we're just listening to negativity all the time, that's going to have an effect on us. So some of us have to, and I call it putting together your own team. Yes. <laughs> we need to find people that we want to be with, that we want to hang out with. And sometimes, you know, we can find that online. Obviously, there's a lot of groups out there that are look with people that are looking for the same kinds of connections. And so... Um, Yeah, it's a holistic approach, definitely. Thank you for noticing that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in different fields, people can really just look at it very myopically, where where it's not helping us in in any 
shape or form. So here, you know, it's really wonderful that even using sports, you know, sometimes I think in sports that can also be very tunnel vision, but you are an athlete and you are this professor of health and nutrition. So yeah, you have a a really good, I'll say, worldview of this. Yeah, I wanted it to be positive because as I said, I think that people should enjoy their life all the way to the end if they can. I, but it takes work. I don't know about you, but I used to not really take that good a care of my body, um, you know, a lot of partying and stuff. And But I didn't suffer any ill effects from that when I was younger. But when we get older, we can't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we have to pay the price, right? Right. So we have to, if we want our lives to be good as we age, we need to work at it, just like an athlete works at his or her sport. And so that's part of the rules of winning at aging. You got to work at it. It's not just going to (laughs) happen. Yes, that's right. You can't just sit back uh, on the couch or in the easy chair or or maybe out on the hammock and say, okay, I'm going to be great. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it doesn't work that way. (laughs) So There are these different aspects. I really love that there is this chapter uh, and the way it's titled Nutrition, Your New Superpower. Uh, You know, that that really gives that idea of nutrition, how critical it is. And thinking of it as superpower maybe paints it in a light that, yes, I definitely want to do this. Right, right. Well, I used to be the type of person that could eat anything I wanted to and it never had an effect on me. So I had a really high metabolism and just, I think a lot of people were like that when they were younger. But again, as you hit, you know, some of these milestones, your body starts to change, your hormones start to go down, your um, metabolism starts to go down. And um, the food that we take into our body becomes much more important. So we have to stay away from the preservatives, the additives, if we can eat more whole foods. I mean, we have to start treating our body take, like eating, like we're taking care of our body, not we're just shoving food in it. <laughs> it tastes good. You, well, and sometimes it's an acquired taste sometimes because what we think tastes good is often not very good for us, but we learn, exactly. right? Exactly. And also... There's, I don't know if you read about bio-individuality, but I um, learned about that when I was studying my nutrition certification course. And the cool thing about this is that there's not one diet that fits every person. And yet most of the diets that are out there will say that they're for everybody. Mm -hmm. But that's not true because we're all different in terms of the foods that feel good in our bodies, the foods that um, our bodies can tolerate. And sometimes that takes time figuring out which healthy foods we enjoy. And and I learned this little trick a while back. If you eat something, um, notice how you feel 20 minutes after you eat the food. You know, if you're feeling good, if you're feeling energized, then that your body is probably good with that food. Um, But if you're feeling you know, kind of a little nauseous or you're feeling really heavy or and so it takes time to find the nutrients that your body can really use to stay healthy. So we find that out. I love that phrase or term bio-individuality 
because it just seems to make really good sense because we are all different in in maybe subtle and sometimes not so subtle ways. So to find what really works is is so critical. What doesn't work, and you probably teach this in your classes on nutrition, are the the foods that come prepackaged, all of those with the additives, et cetera. Exactly. We should, everybody should take a look at the label of these packages. And, you know, most of the words, you don't even know what they mean. I mean, is this food? And um, you can't pronounce them. And um, because a lot of the foods are mostly chemicals. And I have a friend that's in his mid 50s and he looks like he's 30. And I said, Oh, Kevin, how do you do this? How do you stay so fit and young? He goes, I don't eat anything that has a label on it. Wow. That's simple. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It works for him. Well, and I've always, always, I don't know, for many years, decades, wondered that if there are all these components that are these chemicals, how do those chemicals really work inside our body? What are they doing to our body? Well, I'll tell you, one of the things that we're finding out is they are setting us up for autoimmune diseases because, you know, they're they're toxic. And so our immune system starts fighting these toxins the best way they can. And it also, sometimes it's hard for our bodies to get rid of them, so our body starts storing them, especially in our fat tissue. And so, um, yeah, I would say... The best thing that any of us can do, no matter what, you know, our bio-individuality is, is to stay away from the highly processed foods, you know, the junk foods, all the foods that we walk through in the store and see down the middle aisles. I mean, (laughs) labels and everything, all the healthy food is usually on the outside of the stores. Have you ever noticed that? Yes. I've, and I've heard that and that I'm glad you're saying that because that is a good way to shop is to think about just the perimeter. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So some very simple things to help our bodies to be younger, as you were saying with your friend, you know, who looks at least two decades younger than he actually is. If you don't put those chemicals in, they're not making your skin look all pallid and poochy and all that sort of thing. Right. And when you when you get away from the processed foods, the natural foods actually start to taste better. I mean, it's um. It's interesting once you get that sugar and all those sweeteners and everything out of your system, the, you know, the fruits and vegetables actually take on a new, they don't seem so bland anymore. They start to become vibrant, you know, as your body starts going, hey, this is what I need. Thank you. (laughs) And of course, the obvious ones to eliminate are all the high sugar drinks. I mean, those Oh, there's yeah. just so much advertising, so much hype over it. It's really hard when you have kids, I think, to steer them away from that sort of thing. It is. It is. And if you walk with your kids through the grocery store, you'll notice that all the foods 
that are bad for them are at eye level. <laughs> they can <laughs> see them and grab it, throw it in the cart before you even know it's there. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, we're not doing our kids any favors. I mean, unfortunately, the food manufacturers, I hate to say this, because, um, but most of the time it's true, they don't care about our health. They just want the money. So they'll they'll package it any way they can. They'll make it as sweet as they can to make it so that people will eat it. And then there's also that thing when when you start eating it, you start craving more of that. And that's one of the things they're finding out about sweeteners. Even though sweeteners a lot of times don't have calories, they make you crave more sweet foods. And so, yeah, and it's very profitable for the food manufacturers. So it's it's something we need to be aware of, not only for ourselves and our health, but also for our kids. Right. And it seems that if we're to look for a gift or some silver lining in this time of pandemic, that we could look at this as maybe being one of those challenges or opportunities, really, to make some changes because... There is a way that we have maybe a little more flex time to fix better meals or to to do the shopping and get the the less processed items. Right, right. I think that one of the things that I'm learning and some of my friends are learning is we don't need as much as we think we do because we haven't been able to do some of the things like go to restaurants or go to our gyms or go shopping and um, we, most of us haven't been able to do that during this time. And, you know, but I'm at a point where I'm not really missing it anymore. I found other things to do. And, um, and I don't really need to go shopping and get clothes once a month. I've, I've got plenty of clothes. What's wrong with, what was wrong with me? <laughs> you know? Right. So, yeah, the people in our family become more important. Um, and also, you know, kind of stretching ourselves as to, you know, taking a look at, well, what can I do? And being creative, like with the fitness thing, people are frustrated because they can't go to the gyms and do their regular routine. Well, this is time to get creative and say, well, what can I do? And there's a lot. I mean, we're seeing people out, so many people outside now. I'm seeing so many young families down at the beach, and, and the kids love it. I mean, they, they would much rather be outside playing in the sand and running through the water than doing almost anything else. So there's a lot of simple solutions that are out there. And also YouTube is free, and they have all kinds of workouts that we can do at home if we don't want to go to the gym or go to a class. And a lot of people are going, oh, I found a new routine that I love that I wouldn't have found before had I not had to search for it. Right. And we fi- might find, and we probably are finding, that in the course of doing that, you know, I know gyms are a business and, you know, I don't want to attack that and I'm not, except that, you know, we are saving monies and we could maybe in the future it'll be a little of this and a little of what we've discovered at home it doesn't have to be all going somewhere to do this right right and the travel right now for a lot of people is very hard because they want to continue their travel but i would prefer to wait (laughs) until it's I mean, hello, you know. And so, yeah, people are saving a lot of money that they would normally be spending on travel. So, you know, it's a trade-off. It's a trade-off what we're doing right now. And, 
you know, I hope we get through this at some point. But I think I think we're going to be better off because of it. So um, at least that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, well, I am standing beside you and saying that and agreeing with that, Sharky, that uh, part of it is perspective. You know, we could be doom and gloom and say, oh, it's going to be the end of us or say that, you know, look for these ways that we can make life better for now. And as I mean, regardless of what age we are, we are aging. So, right, you, you know, make right. up that our mind right now. We're going to win at that game of aging. We're going to win at this game of COVID. Right, right. But it takes that fighting spirit. I think we all basically have that inside of us. You know, we want to improve. We want to win. Um, and we all have it inside of us. Sometimes it just takes a little stimulus for us to, you know, bring it out. And aging is something that we're all going to do if we are lucky. That's a positive spin on that. But it's also something that um, we have to realize, like I said, takes work on our part. And, you know, I, I came up with this idea of the power of rap. I don't know if you saw it or not. Yes. But it's three characteristics that I think you need in order to win at aging. So did you want me to mention them? Yes, please do. Yeah, well, RAP is an acronym. And so the first, the R is for resiliency, realizing that aging is a challenge, but we can do this. So we have to kind of toughen up. (laughs) And we don't, we're not going to quit. We're not going to moan. We're not going to feel sorry for ourselves. When we get knocked down, we're going to brush it off and get back up. That's the resiliency. And all athletes have that. And um, and we're capable of that, too. You see people all the time that have things happen to them, and you go, oh, my God, how did they come back from that? Because they have the resiliency. And the second one I think is the most important. It's accountability. It's um, taking responsibility for your choices. <laughs> and we have a society that's not very good at that. <laughs> but if you want to win at aging, you have to become accountable for the choices that you're making each and every day. And so um, athletes, if they want to get better at their sport, they're not going to blame their losses on the refs, on their teammates, on their coach. They never get better if they always are projecting blame on other conditions or other people. And so the accountability factor, I think, is really important. And last but not least is the person, the purpose, you know, for us to get up each morning and have something that we're fired up to do, that we're passionate about. And this can be more than one thing. This can change. It doesn't have to be one big, you know, purpose, but it's, it's getting us excited about life. Um, how can I help today? What can I learn? What can I share? You know, those kinds of things. I, I think that, the power of rap is something that we can really utilize for any part of our lives, but especially to win at aging. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that's critical, and rap is a good way to think of it. You know, people think of the music, but they also, you know... Be, I know. Yeah, right? So it, yeah. it, it's really catchy that way. I, I feel really uh, inclined to share with you in terms of resiliency... 
uh, a story about my mother, who at age 95 and a half, she was clear to say a half, she broke her hip. And uh, yeah, which was not so great, except she was at that point, she was still adamant. This is this is she wasn't happy it happened, but she wanted to have the surgery. And there were some doctors who were recommending against it. She was too elderly that, you know, she was not going to survive this. But fortunately, she happened at one moment to have a young, a very young uh, um, osteopath, I guess, or orthopedic surgeon who uh, Uh said, well, you know, if that's what you want, um, I'm certainly willing to do it. She had to be interviewed by the anesthesiologist who also, you know, questioned her about it. She said, nope. I am going to do this. And they did the surgery, and she came through wonderfully. So, you know, that resiliency, um, you know, I I felt really, uh, you know, she was teaching me so much in her attitude with that. And I think that that's uh, so true for any of us. Right, right. right. Well, good for your mom. I mean, that's that that shows true grit. And I'm sure they wouldn't have operated on her if they didn't think that she had that mindset. And so, um, yeah, you should be really proud of her. Yes, I was definitely very proud of her. You know, sadly, she did pass away at the end of last year. But, you know, it was a cumulative thing, you know, losing her Uh vision and, you know, just then the aging set in. And, and I think that's, that's a lesson as we encounter people, you know, she lived a good life for, you know, 97 years. So, you know, and I think that's what we want is to be able to live well. And then, you know, something happens that not a lingering illness that, you know, we don't want that for anyone and certainly not for ourselves. Right. Right. But again, that does take work on our part. Right. I mean, we, um, cause there's a lot out there that, you know, you're just more susceptible as you get older to most of the chronic diseases and now with the infectious diseases as well. And so now more than ever, we have to step up and take charge of our life, our wellness, our fitness, our health. If we want to live a good life, for me, I want to be able to play with my grandkids. I want to be able to travel. I still, you know, want to want to be able to teach and um, learn things, take classes. I mean, I'm motivated to, to to do these things. I no longer have to look good in a bathing suit, you know, like, <laughs> like I wanted when I was young. I mean, you know, so our goals, and you know, we we still have to have things that that we want and we're looking forward to. And so that's why that passion, that purpose is so important. And a lot of times during our lives, we don't get to do that because we're so busy surviving. Mm-hmm. We're trying to pay the bills. We're trying to take care of our families. And, you know, and then as we get older, all of a sudden, you know, those responsibilities sometimes, you know, are no longer there. And now it's about us. You know, what what do I want to do? How many of us have ever asked that question? What do I really want to do now with my life? (laughs) Sometimes that can be a scary question, but it is an important one. And I think that you help us to really get more in touch with that and get really focused on it with uh, going through the stories, the the process in the book, When at Aging. We definitely... um, 
have this wonderful metaphor and all these different aspects of our life that maybe uh, we've kind of not paid attention to, but this really brings it right to the surface and gives us a chance to make a difference. Right, okay. right. And as long as we're alive, we can still make a difference. My, yes. my dad, my dad who's 97, if you looked at him, you would think he was maybe 60. I mean, he is just so fit and so focused and happy, and um, he did lose my mom a couple years ago, but he's still just there for us and positive. And um, I'm just I'm just blown away by him. I mean, he's so he's my role model. Isn't that great? Every time I see him, I go, "How do you do it, Dad?" And he just goes, "You know, every day above the ground can be a good day, so <laughs> use it." I mean. <laughs> I dedicated the book to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure, because that there's that attitude that makes such a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking mm-hmm. for the good things. Right. right, right. Well, this is one of those really good, great things. When it aging, the book is coming out. We can pre-order it if we would like to do that now. Uh, it's definitely going to be the best thing, a great gift for ourselves. And you have a really great website as well, Sharky. Let's share that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. My website is my name, SharkyZartman.com. And it has, um, again, the book is on Amazon for pre-order right now. We're launching it the September 15th, and I have some of my other books there as well. I also wrote a compilation with some other experts called Empowered Aging that's fun, and a fitness book for people over 50, um, have fun getting fit. So I love to write. That's part of the teacher in me. (laughs) (laughs) And you have something to say which is going to make such a world of difference for all of us. Well, thank you so much. That's so sweet of you to say. Well, it's uh, it's the truth, for one. And, uh, you know, the fact that you're encouraging us to be all that we can be and to age well for the time we have on this planet. Uh, you know, what more could we ask for? Right, right, right. Yeah, I just want people to be happy for, you know, as long as they're on this planet. That's my goal. And... You're working towards that. You're working at it. Well, yes. I I do appreciate that you are, Sharky, and that you've taken time with us this morning. It's been just so wonderful, informative, and inspiring. Well, thank you, Kate, for having me on the show. I really enjoyed it. And I as well. And with that, we are at the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Sharky Zartman and Sunday Morning Magazine with Richard Bell. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I'll get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcasts on our Warm 1069 webpage. Click on the podcast tab, then either of the show names, then search for the guest name. I now wish you and your family a day of living your best, fully committed day. Have a week of the same. And then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 106.9. Good morning.